Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had. And she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first. And she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly. But when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from the second Sunday of Easter, which was last week, it says the first reading reveals that the Holy Spirit brings unity and power. The second reading shows us that belief in Jesus allows us to become God's children. The gospel lifts disciples out of fear into becoming mighty warriors of the Lord. This week, practice loving God's family members at home, school or work by doing something specific for them without taking any glory. The Holy Spirit will give you the power to do this. An example, clean up the kitchen for your spouse or parent or speak 
and then listen to what someone with whom you are you do not really get along at school or work. Can others tell by the way you act that the Holy Spirit dwells within you? I wrote in one of my old Bird of Life books, dated 1993 to 2000, Ken's headache was so bad yesterday and he wanted to go do some errands with me, but I insisted he stay home and I went. In fact, I went twice as I was given the wrong papers. Today, Sunday, I'm really going to practice what Jesus is saying to me. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. In other words, the Father sent Jesus to the cross, and I am to love others the same way he has loved me. I also wrote on the back of that page, God has overlooked ignorance in the past, but now he demands we repent. Since Jesus came in the flesh, there is no excuse. We have to stop blaming others, my father, my mother, or whoever, spouse. This is as much for today as it was for then. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken, from one of his books, wrote, The Holy Spirit brings Christians unity and power. His application, I will witness to my faith with boldness and joy. He certainly did do that in his lifetime. My helpful thought was the community of believers were of one heart and mind, and husband and wife are of one heart and mind and body, just like Eucharist, the ultimate in relationship. My application was to work harder on my relationship with Ken to make it total self-giving and self-sacrificing as Jesus has done in giving me Eucharist. This week is the third Sunday of Easter. The gospel is Luke 24, 35 to 48. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. While they were still speaking about this, he stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. Then he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do questions arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they were still incredulous for joy, and were amazed, he asked them, have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it in front of them. He said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Messiah would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins 
would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The word of the Lord. Go into the questions. One, what do the two recount about Jesus? Luke 24, 30 to 31 and 35. What had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread? Personal question. How does Jesus reveal himself to you at Eucharist? He reveals himself to me as my healer, my Lord, the Messiah. He reveals himself to me as my strength, my deliverer. He reveals himself to me by taking away guilt of my sins. He is truly present in Eucharist. Deacon Ken answered from an old book dated 1993 to 2000. In my thoughts, prayers, and in the sacred host. Two, while they were still speaking, what did Jesus do? He stood in their midst. And what did he say to them? Peace be with you. How did the disciples react? Startled and terrified. And what did they think they were seeing? A ghost. What two questions did Jesus ask? Luke 24, 38. Why are you troubled and why do, why do questions arise in your hearts? Five, what two things did he tell them to do? Look at my hands and feet. Touch me and see. And what does a ghost not have? Flesh and bones. Luke 24, 39. As he said this, what did he show them? His hands and his feet. Seven. How does God show his love for us? And what happened to all who touched Jesus? 1 John 4, 9 says, In this way, the love of God was revealed to us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might have life through him. And Matthew 14, 36 says, And begged him that they might touch only the tassel on his cloak, and as many as touched it, were healed. Eight, what did Jesus ask them while they were still incredulous for joy and amazed? Luke 24, 41. Have you anything here to eat? What did they give Jesus? A piece of baked fish. And what did he do with it? He took it and ate it in front of them. Who ate and drank with Jesus after he rose from the dead? Acts 1041 says, not to all the people, but to us, the witnesses chosen by God in advance, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. 11. What did Jesus say about the law, the prophets, and the Psalms? Luke 24:44 says, he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything about me and the law of Moses and in the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. What did Jesus tell his disciples and what did they fail to comprehend? Luke 18, 31 to 34. It says, then he took the 12 aside and said to them, behold, 
We are going up to Jerusalem and everything written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be handed over to the Gentiles and he will be mocked and insulted and spat upon. And after they had scourged him, they will kill him. But on the third day, he will rise. But they understood nothing of this. The word remained hidden from them and they failed to comprehend what he said. To what did Jesus open their minds? Luke 24, 45, to understand the scriptures. Personal question, when did you become open to the scriptures? Deacon Ken said, when Marie invited me to join her and study. And when I began to study them on a regular basis. And I said, when I recognized or realized that his spirit was in me, and he was my teacher. He speaks to me daily through his word in the church. As I humble myself daily to his word in the teaching he gives me through the church, I grow more like him. What did Jesus say to them and what would be preached in his name? Luke 24, 46 to 47 says, thus it is written that the Messiah would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, in, a, in that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. 15. What did he say the disciples were? Luke 24, 48. Witnesses of these things. Who will testify and for what reason? John 15, 26 to 27 says, when the advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the spirit of truth that proceeds from the Father, he will testify to me, and you also testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. A personal question, how long have you been with Jesus, and how long has he been with you? And to what can you testify? Deacon Finn said, He's been with Jesus about 12 years. And how long has he been with him? All his life. And he said, I testify that he is my life and my salvation. And I have been fully committed with Jesus since 1974. And he has been with me before I was born in the womb of my mother. I can testify to him being alive in me by the fruit I bear, love, Joy, peace, patience, that all comes from Galatians 5.22. I learned the fruit of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit that dwells within me. Whenever those fruits come forth from me, then people can see God in me because those are his fruits. And let's go on to the commentary. Luke 24, 35-48. Our gospel today begins with the finishing of the story about how Jesus appeared to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Now Jesus appears to the disciples behind locked doors, and they were terribly frightened. They thought they were looking at a ghost, but Jesus's body was not just a vision or a ghost. The disciples, in spite of their shock, touched him as he asked, then he asked for some food, and they watched him eat. 
Now, his body was different from that of someone like Lazarus, in that Lazarus had just a restored body, John 11. Jesus was able to appear and disappear, and his resurrected body was even more real than before. His body was immortal, like the kind we will be given at the resurrection of the dead, 1 Corinthians 15, 42 to 50. For several days, Jesus traveled around the countryside before he returned to heaven. In the book of Acts, Luke makes it clear that Jesus spent about 40 days between his resurrection and ascension. Jesus opened the disciples' minds to understand the scriptures. The Holy Spirit does for us what was done for the apostles, and that is to speak to each one of us right where we are. We need to pray the scriptures as well as read and study them. God speaks to us through his church, sacraments, fellowship, and of course, his holy word. Pray that God will give you a teachable spirit and watch how his holy words strike you into action. Today, a hunger and a thirst are upon the land like never before. Peace is just an empty, meaningless word to so many people. The only real peace that is available is the peace that comes with repentance and forgiveness. Jesus tells us that there is forgiveness of sins, but we have to turn to him. The message today to all people of all nations is to repent or perish. The application for this week the first reading tells us to have courage to speak out for Christ, just as the apostles spoke out. The second reading reveals to us that Jesus is our defense lawyer, and he has already won our case. The gospel calls for all to call on his name and be witnesses to his penance and forgiveness. This week, look at your values and priorities. What is important to you? Where is God on that list? Think about how to put God first in each of your activities each day this week. Your example will cause others to repent and turn to the Lord. This has been a powerful lesson, and I'm hoping that each and every one of you that are listening will do it on their own. The power is in doing this yourself and answering those personal questions and the regular questions. As you answer them, the Lord is speaking to you. And so doing that quiet time by yourself with the Lord, you'll find that it would be very, very powerful for you. I would love to hear what your answers are because uh, how God works in everybody's lives, it's so powerful. So let's close with prayer today. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson, and thank you for showing us your power and, and how much you love us, Lord. We thank you for all you've done for us. We thank you for making us your witnesses and being your, in what your disciples and how they work because you were powerful in them and that spirit of truth that comes from the Father was inside of, of them, and just as the spirit of truth is inside of us. We thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.